Broadcasting from the City of Angels, two childhood friends bring you unique takes on current events, gaming, social media, and that crazy thing called life. You're officially tuned into the Culture Burrito Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Lewis and Mondo. All right, guys, welcome to our first episode of the year, which I guess this will be our first episode ever. But anyways, welcome to the Culture Burrito Podcast. I'm your host, Lewis, and my co-host, Mondo. And we are here to bring you guys laughter, news, and whatever else we could think of, you know. But with that being said, guys, let's get into the show. And uh, Mondo, how's everything with you? How's the new year treating you? Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad that we have another year starting. You know, we have plans for, for a better year than the last. Unfortunately, with everything that's been going on with COVID, it's been very sad. We've been kind of restricted and it's just been, the overall experience is just not good. Just going to work and trying to stay quarantined to avoid the, the spread of this virus. I mean, it's, it's not a good thing, but I'm looking forward to this new vaccine that is coming now. Hopefully things start changing for the better. We need to go back to our normal way of being. Right. Before we start talking about that vaccine, because that's kind of interesting, I want to know what is your New Year's resolution? Can you tell us about that? Okay. Well, for this year, doing this, this podcast is something that, that is very exciting. You know, I'm happy to actually be able to do this with you. Uh, we've been childhood friends for a very long time, and we've always had this thing that our ideas, our thoughts should be something that should always be expressed. But not just to us, but for other people to hear because other people, I'm pretty sure, feel the same way as us. No, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I've had sometimes conversations with you and other people are listening to us because I have you on speaker. And all I can see them is like interested in what we have to say. And that's how this kind of came up about, right? We decided to say if we have conversations that are that amusing sometimes and our thought and everything we say is kind of you know, a museum. Why not record or why not put them out there so other people could get a laugh together with us, join us. Right. And we enjoy this. I mean, this is something that we do every day. Even when I go to work, we have these dialogues, these one hour sessions where I'm kind of just pretty much just venting all my frustrations about our daily life. And I know that your life is a little different from mine. You are a married man. You know, you have kids, whereas I'm single. And I don't really have to deal with a lot of the responsibilities that a married man would. But we have our each struggles. Each of us have our own problems. And I'm just glad that, you know, I have a great friend that listened to me and to be there for me. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things that, you know, I want to make sure that people know is that we've known each other for like, I don't know, 30 years. We were childhood friends, like you said. But you did hit it right on the nail with that. We do have different perspectives because I do have a family. I do have my kids, my wife. And our lives are just like contrast to each other. You know, they're different in every way. But, you know, for me, let me just tell you my New Year's resolution. I've been saying that I want to get back in shape so that I could start playing some basketball. And I think this year might be the year. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope that it, it can be the year because I'm starting to see some gains already that I don't like. And even, you know, when you see videos or pictures, you start noticing things and you're like, damn, do I really look like that? Yeah, it's, it's getting a little out of hand for me. Well, I mean, maybe because you see your kids and you see how they're they're interested in these sports and they're playing it. And it mm -hmm. just makes like even for me, I don't have my own kids, but if I was to see other youngsters playing out, it's like, you know what? I miss those glory days. I, I miss that. And then you kind of do look at reality and you're like, wow, well, I, I don't look in the same shape I had, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, right. But that's a great resolution. I mean, honestly, that one's like that one's right near the top for, for me. I just don't really express it as much. But yeah, that that's something I'd, I'd like to do. Get in shape, be a little healthier. Yeah, you know, and you're right because, see, you know me. You know me all my life and... I'm very competitive when it comes to sports, especially basketball. I used to play football in high school, basketball, and now that my kids are playing, you know, high school football, and I have a lot of my nephews that are already grown, they're like 21, 22, they see me out of shape, you know, mid-30s or whatever, and they think they could just, like they say, ball me up, you know, we're watching basketball, and they try to uh, make me seem like I don't know what I'm talking about, but, you know, when we go to the basketball court, they realized that I'm not who they thought I was. 
because I was really, really into sports. Like I was really good at basketball. And sometimes I get those visions of uh, maybe I should get back in shape. Maybe I should get back into playing basketball, playing in a team. It's just something that's always been fun for me. You know? Yeah. And you know what? Hopefully we could get things back on track and, and be able to do those mm -hmm. things. I miss going to the park myself and, you know, dribbling the ball, you know, having fun. But first we have to get through this COVID thing and hopefully we can enjoy that life again. That's true. And, and that's one of the reasons why I say that my New Year's resolution is to get back in shape because I noticed that when it comes to health, if you're really out of shape and obese and you don't take care of yourself, you know, it's really dangerous, especially when you're heading upwards of your 30s, you know. So hopefully we get that in check and we can have a better, you know, life. But talking about that COVID thing, that is not a joke. Have you seen how many people right now are still in the streets acting like nothing's going on? Like I remember the, oh, the, the beginning of COVID itself when we had the lockdown, people were scared. People were acting like, well, I don't want to go out. They're really cautious about it. But nowadays, I see like people are just walking, doing, going about their life like it's everything's fine and dandy. While hospitals are getting packed, people are still dying. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, people want to believe that everything is going to go back to normal. We can't continue to live in fear. To keep quarantining ourselves, not going out, not seeing family or friends. I mean, that takes a toll on you. So I think that these people want to, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're trying to trick themselves, but for them being out on the street and doing the little things that they enjoy doing, like going out to the stores. I know right now a lot of places are still closed, but I think people mm -hmm. still want to believe that things are going to start improving. I think this COVID thing is kind of getting a little out of hand as far as I, I feel that it's not exactly like the way that the news is portraying it they're saying that oh the the hospitals are are even in worse shape uh people are dying left and right yet i'm going to work every day and i see all these people commuting the same people that i've been seeing every day are, are going to work and it's like hmm what is really going on out here are is this really as bad as it as the news is saying and I'm taking my precaution. I'm still wearing my mask. I mean, I do have that little fear that I might get sick because I did get sick. But I'm pretty sure these people are still going to wear their masks. But I'm pretty sure that fear level is shrinking compared to how it was at the beginning. But see, this, here's the thing. For me, I think um, since this started, you know, I've been at home with my kids. Like I said, I've been taking all the precautions. Even when I go out, I only go out if I have to. My wife does work. But again, she also takes extra precautions we have a little ritual she comes in we spray the air with some lysol we give her some alcohol some mm -hmm. everything we need to make sure that she don't bring anything in but when you look at the people that are outside now yes you're right it seems like everything everybody wants to go back to normal but all we have to do is just keep wearing a mask stop going to gathering places because there's a lot of places here in la that in the recent months they've been caught having parties and all kinds of stuff. And it's just like, come on, people. We either spend a good six months wearing a mask, you know, not visiting people, not having parties, just being by yourself in your house. And we get through this easily. But it's just people don't want to do it. People just can't. They don't want to take orders. They tell them, this is a mandate. Oh, you can't tell me what I can and cannot do. It's not just for you. It's for everybody. I see so many young kids out there not wearing masks, thinking that they're invincible because they're young. But guess what? Your mom, your grandpa, they're not invincible. So you get sick, they get sick, they might die. And why? Just because you didn't want to listen? Just because you're, you know, trying to be contradictive? No, I completely agree with you. I mean, it's one thing that, you know, we care about our own health, but I definitely wouldn't want to get like my parents sick. That's that that would hurt more than anything. Um but yeah, at what what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I know you're saying that, you know, these people don't want to listen. They don't like to be ordered around. But in reality, you know, we live in a country where we've always had this freedom to do to do the things that we mm -hmm. want to do as long as they're within the law. And to all of a sudden have that stripped because of because of this pandemic and be forced. Oh, you can't go see your friends. Oh, you cannot 
you cannot go to your favorite stores anymore. I get it. They're they're trying to control the infection spread. Yep. You have to understand also that when you're kind of used to this kind of freedom, you don't want these rules imposed. And then there's no real relief. I mean, they're not really giving you helping with the situation. They're just telling you stay at home. Well, that's true. You gave me a good point there. They're not really helping you, meaning the government is not doing enough for its people, you know, because if you look at other countries around the world, they're giving so much money a month to their citizens. They're making them work less hours. They're making them have a shorter week of work. And when you look at the best country in the world, the U.S. of A., we here are dealing with should we get $600 instead of $1,200? No, we got too much last time. So they're going to give us $600. Wow. All these guys in, you know, senators that are deciding how much they're going to give us, the citizens, they're rich. They got all their tax cuts that they could have gotten by Trump or whatever. It just recently, I noticed that, uh, you know, an article said that 43,000 millionaires got $1.6 million each. Think about that. They didn't complain there. They didn't turn it down and probably say, hey, you know what? Our citizens needed more than us. Hell no, they took that money and they ran. They're like, hell yeah, we take that money. We need it. Our businesses are suffering. Even though we're going to close them down, we're going to still keep that money. Even other people that are made in like Kanye West. And that's to me, is where the problem starts. The government being so out of touch with reality. It's like they care about giving us $1,200, but yet they waste way more than that to keep in their pockets. I think we have a problem here. You know, we see the, the dollar before the people. And the senators and everybody, whether you're Republican or Democrat, they're doing a lousy job trying to decide what's best for every American. I just feel that way because every time I hear a Democrat or Republican talk, I just don't believe their shit. No, you're right. Yeah, I completely agree. Other countries are doing a better job. And I even have some information, uh, the same information that you that you sent me a while back as far as uh, what other countries are doing for their people and I have some numbers here, um, such as Australia that they're getting like 1993 a month, Canada is getting 1433, Denmark upwards from 3288 a month. Fuck. All of these countries are doing so well. They're taking care of their people, and then you look at us: 1200 in the last 32 weeks. Yeah, no, that's just embarrassing and it's infuriating just to hear those numbers. And I don't even want you to keep going because it's just gonna get worse. I, I just know it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but again, hopefully this is the year that we get over with COVID. You know, we don't want to be like in the Spanish flu era. You know, I, I've seen some of those uh, pictures where the cowboys have like they're wearing a mask and they have a little sign that says, if you ain't wearing a mask, I'll shoot you myself. That's how important that was back then. And we don't even take it seriously nowadays. But hopefully this year is the end of it and we can continue our lives and we can learn from this. You know, hopefully the the country learns that we are not ready for a real pandemic. Yeah, hopefully, man. Hopefully all for the better. And speaking of all for the better, it's a good start to the year as we finally hear that Trump is going to be leaving office pretty soon. Wow. And even though he has, <laughs> he, he doesn't want to accept it, but it, it's, it's on the way. Yeah, no. After what happened a few days ago with the storming of the Capitol, now... You hear all the talks about impeachment. And to me, honestly, I'm just like fed up with all this bullshit. I'm just like, impeachment? Now? When it's like two weeks left on his fucking term? For what? For Like, really, for what? Now, is it really going to affect him in a way that maybe he, if he gets impeached and he has to resign, he can no longer, you know, run for president? Or what's, what's the deal? That's what I want to know. Because if we're just going to impeach him and take him off... Two weeks before his term ends, man, fuck that. I don't care. I see the point you're trying to make, and I do, and and I and I believe you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is the point of doing it this late? But I am thinking that if he happens to be impeached, this is gonna go. This is gonna have like a very negative mark on his resume. This guy doesn't like having negative marks as far as his businesses and stuff like. Even though he's always had them, but to have an impeachment is going to be a very bad stain on his career. So even if he was a, even in his eyes, if he was a great president, and and again, I said in his eyes. Right. No, I get it. Look, if, even if you say that it's going to be a bad mark, I think a lot of people can say and agree that it was already a bad mark 
since he took office and a lot of things that he said and done. Like just like right now, for example, again, going back to the storming the Capitol thing. Do you think that any other president would incite a riot like that? We are not going to be defeated and incite people because even if he doesn't want to say it, he has the power. It's like people look up to him and they want to listen to what he says and they want to believe what he says. And a lot of people are ready to get a gun or a rifle and fight for what he says. And, you know, I just think that he's responsible for this. We should just let this shit end and let's move on. You know, hey, Biden's next and hopefully he can do a better job and that's it. No, you are completely right. His term is over. He knows it's over, but I don't know. And, and maybe in his head, he really believes that he still has a chance, but it's just delusional thought. I mean, you see everything that's happened. We had a fair election. Mm -hmm. He lost. Yeah. End of story. You move on. When you won, you had to, I mean, you were, you were given the opportunity to lead the country and regardless of whether you were qualified or not, you were given that opportunity. So now that you are, now that you were not, as popular in this vote and people want to see a change, you have to accept that this is for the better of the country. Right. So I, I did want to make one point that you brought up. You are completely right, 100%, as far as him being responsible for, for the mayhem that's been going on in the Capitol. For him not to concede the election and give that, that conceding speech, it's very dangerous. You are causing a war within your supporters and, and the rest of the country right yeah because what you're saying is especially in the way he words things because i mean trump may may seem stupid to a lot of us but he's far from it he knows exactly what he's saying and he knows that what he's saying could fuck up a lot of people and he don't care but i i think what, what happened here was that he thought that there would be enough supporters to really storm the Capitol and, and make a difference. I, I saw some of the people there crying because they got pushed, because they got maced. You know, if we look at it like a year ago when all this Black Lives Matter stuff was happening, they couldn't even get near those steps. How the fuck did all these fucking MAGA supporters got all the way inside? Like, I don't, it just, see, it would have been minorities they would have gotten shot the fuck down from the beginning we would have seen real bullets fly we didn't see that shit when we saw those fucking people storming the capitol they went all the way in with their fucking confederate flags and everything and again that just shows you white privilege right but i'm not judging and i know that not all white people are like that a lot of you guys are with us but it just shows you that u.s there is still white privilege look at that how the fuck do you go into the Capitol storming and get all the way inside? It's just well, ridiculous. That, that's exactly what happened because it was easier for it to happen because there are mega supporters. I mean, if they're su going to support Trump, Trump is going to allow these rallies to go on. Even if they're, it, it involves having these crazy people that are this close to the Capitol. I mean, it was bound to happen. I mean, you know that these are extreme people too. Yeah, and you know the funny part is that now that some of these morons have been seen on tv a lot of them have their id from work they're <laughs> a lot of them are getting fired and a lot of them are resigning because they are in high positions that's just stupid you know that's just dumb but you know it is what it is and fuck all that i'm just ready to get to mm -hmm. the weekend because it's nfl playoffs are just starting soon i know you're not too much into football but i mean do you know anything about what's going on in the playoffs right now i don't have any clue None at all. No. You know, well, let me just tell you about my, my team. My Steelers, we went all the way to 11-0, and 0, and then we started fucking losing, but it's all good. Uh, I hope that we could go all the way, obviously, because that's my team, but hopefully there's good games because sometimes they're just one-sided or sometimes they're really boring, but I hope we get a good game, especially this weekend. We're playing the fucking Browns. Last weekend, we played them, but it was only our third stringers and our bench, right? And these motherfuckers were fucking, you know, celebrating like if they beat our starters. Well, as luck would have it, we're seeing them in the first round of the playoffs. So I want them to fucking keep the same energy as they did last week. So oh, I'm, I can't wait to see that game. So, But you know what? The way you said it, it's like this team that beat your team. You know, maybe, it, yeah, to you it's like, well, my starters weren't in there. Mm -hmm. But the point of the fact is that they beat a team that's just very tough 
So you should look at it like, okay, fine. I mean, you want to feel that proud that you did an achievement? That that's good. I mean, and I mean your team, the Steelers, they're making they're 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 setting the bar that if you can beat them, you're doing something right. Yeah. I think a lot of the people were celebrating for a different reason alone. You know, the point they were trying to make to me was that they haven't made the playoffs in 18 years. So they were playing hard to make the playoffs. I get it. But to me, I was just looking at how the way they were celebrating and making fun of my team. And I was just like saying, like, really? Like, you know, you're playing a third string fucking players and you're playing like our bench. How the fuck are you going to get happy about beating that? Play us at our best. <laughs> Then celebrate, but you know that's hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get to see some of that this weekend, and hopefully we get a win and we get we move on to the next playoff round. Right, and and unfortunately, I wish I could have a little bit more topic on some of my favorite sports teams like the Clippers. Big Clipper fan, but unfortunately, because of everything that's been going on with the COVID, I I've lost a lot of interest, especially since the the teams keep changing. Some of the players that were on that team, and I know I'm talking about a few years back. I mean, we're talking about CP3, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. I mean, they were they were such a fun squad to watch and to see them break up and then they're, they're reforming the team. I mean, that kind of made me lose a little bit of interest. But I don't know what it is, but whenever I watch these games right now mm-hmm. and you see that the stands are empty, it, it I don't feel that excitement anymore yeah no no i get it i i there's a lot of people that feel the same way i honestly since i watch football and they fake everything they they, they fake the sounds and everything like you could hear like there's people you know on the state in the stadiums cheering for the teams when there's actually nobody it's just some you know some track that they recorded of people just rooting or whatever or screaming <laughs> but it actually when they zoom out, it's when you see, like, what a minute, wait a minute, there's nobody there. Or there's, like, a few people there. Because they are letting some people in, but you have to have a, you know, a recent test that you were shown that you're not positive. But still, they don't let everybody in because they still want to keep the distance from people. Yeah, mentalities have changed a lot. I mean, I, I miss the loyalty that players had to their mm-hmm. teams. Those see that made us that that was a staple when i was growing up and watching all these teams with like the patrick ewing with the new york knicks or jordan with the bulls Allen iverson with the 76ers or even the pacers the pacers in like with reggie miller and you would never hear them trying to be cool with any other team yes because they all were prideful they were like you know what i'm gonna make it with my team but then you have teams like, and and it's not to bash on the Lakers, you know. I'm I'm from LA. I used to be a Laker fan a long time ago, but that's right. But not no more. Just just so you're <laughs> just so you're clear on this. But when you have all this money and you're just buying all these good players, I mean, you're kind of taking away from it. I, mm-hmm. it's not it's not so fun. No. When you have Shaq and Kobe and then Karl Malone and Gary Payne, I know these guys are like past their prime, but. They're very expensive players. They're they're very high tier players, and you're having them all on a team. Of course, you're going to win. Not only not only that, but th- these players have legacy on other teams. We know them from other teams. We don't know you from being in the Lakers, you know. And that's some of the things that I hate about basketball now. See, the last great team, in my opinion, was like the Spurs. They drafted every player they had. Almost every player that you would say their name and you would say, oh, Spurs. You know, I remember they drafted uh, that Argentinian guy, Genovely. They drafted uh, Tony Parker, you know, Tim Duncan, you know, and, and so on. So a lot of their players were actually drafted within the team. And, and they were not acquired via trades like a lot of the other teams are doing nowadays. And even now, there's no loyalty just look at um the Houston Rockets right now with Harden and Westbrook. Westbrook just went to a different team. He went to the, I believe it's the Wizards. It's just like, wait, you go from being in the Thunder to the Rockets, and now you're going to the, how can you keep up with all this, all this fucking trades and all that movement that's going on? Like, I, I just can't. That's why I don't really watch that much basketball because it's just too much. It's, 
it'll become a part-time job just trying to figure out who's in who, who's in what team. Oh, you're right. I mean, and for me, the good times had ended as far as the NBA. I know that there are rising stars for this for these generations now. They have their their up and coming stars, but it's not going to be the same. I mean, look at it now. You, if your favorite player, no matter who it is, expect to see him in a few years on a different team for a bigger paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's to me the worst thing because. Some people invest money in buying jerseys, you know, they buy all kinds of memorabilia. And imagine if you just bought a jersey of a player just so that two years from now he's on a different team. You know, you have to buy a new one. You can't wear the same one. I mean, technically you could, but you know you're not going to do it. Well, imagine how those Cavalier fans felt. <laughs> With LeBron James, I mean, don't you think that was a big blow to them? I mean, it it was insulting. Yes, yes, and no, because LeBron James is a different type of player. He, yes, at the moment when he left, they were hurt, but he came back and won them a championship. So, and now he moved on again. So, you know, hold on to that jersey and be like, "Yep, he won a championship mm-hmm. here, and he's hometown. This is his hometown. He's he is from here." Okay. Well, my personal thoughts are just that, like I said, I loved players that were loyal to their teams. To me, those have a higher level of respect. I know that a lot of players want to look for a better future. I mean, just just like anybody in general. I mean, you want to make more money, that that's mm-hmm. fine. But I think that because of because of people wanting a bigger paycheck, that's going to forever change how, how the NBA is. You're not going to see the same loyalty that we had at one point. Yeah, but they see money over legacy. Mm-hmm. See, you see what I'm saying? It's like you could have a Carmelo Anthony type of player that he gets paid a lot of money. Of course, he could put 40 points easily in any game. But is he going to have any championships when it's said and done? No. No. I mean, he's probably going to be a Hall of Fame, sure. But that's the only ring you're going to get just because of your stats. I'd rather go out, you know, like Kobe, you know, like Shaq, like any other player that has multiple championships that they did it in their team. You know, not that you had to go in and team up with three other players to win easy championships. The harder the championship, the more respect I have for you. Yep. Yep. I completely agree with you. But, um, well, Enough about that. I want to bring up something that's been kind of catching my eye a little bit. Okay. And it's uh, this Universal Studios Japan that just did something incredible with the Nintendo <sighs> Land. Tell me what you think about this, man. Because I, yeah. I can't get it out of my head. If I thought about going to Japan at one point, now I really want to go. No, well, you don't have to. Because we're getting it this year. They actually are going to build the Universal Studios here in Burbank. They're going to make it into Nintendo Land, just like the one in Japan. Oh, that is great, man. And I'm I'm Mario, for those that don't know about video games, has been a staple um, mm-hmm. in my childhood. I've loved this little character all my life. Well, let me tell you how this happened, though. See, it all happened because a small company called Disney, right? Uh, they own a lot of fucking shit. And they have a lot of fucking money, right? And they could spend billions of dollars. <laughs> now, just recently, they bought LucasArts. So they own the Star Wars franchise. They bought a lot of franchises from Fox, including The Simpsons. They bought Marble. And with all those, you know, recent acquisitions, it kind of left question, you know, in the air. What's going to happen with Universal Studios since now Disney owns those franchises? Well, Disney, they just went and they told Universal Studios, hey, by the way, we own The Simpsons, we own Marvel, we own LucasArts and Star Wars, so we need you to stop using our shit. So, you know, that left Universal Studios without nothing. So now, out of nowhere, Nintendo stepped up and said, hey, we noticed you need some help. How about we uh, talk about it and make a little... Nintendo Land and come true to life, and as you and you know better than than anybody since you're a Nintendo fan. But in some parts of the world, I think Mario is better known than Mickey. You know who else has star power than than Mario himself? Yeah, they've existed forever. Even I I remember even before I got really into the video games. I mean, I I knew obviously who the character was, but it was being marketed everywhere even mcdonald's were selling the, those toys with their happy meals i mean I, I remember that yeah but even as a kid you would fucking know like oh shit mario whenever you saw mario anywhere you know it's the same thing goes for mickey mouse but since now we're in a video game 
type of era because everybody plays video games i guess he's more known now and i think it's it's gonna it's gonna help universal studios a lot and it's also gonna help nintendo because nintendo also gets a lot of exposure from this and i just think it's a good thing because it's gonna give disneyland real competition and you know i honestly i like disneyland my wife and my kids they love disneyland but ever since the news about nintendo land shit even my mom and my brother and my kids are like we're buying the season past that for reals because just imagine all the stuff that's going to be there there has to have a zelda or a mario kart and you know joshi's island i can just fucking dream about all the stuff that's going to be there and it's going to be fucking dope because you know if nintendo is set up everything it's going to be fucking great that is a dream come true i i agree i i can't wait for it to open here and you know, we're in L.A., so we're very close. So I know. And that's important because from what I was reading as far as the Universal Studios in Japan, foreigners can't really go there. So they're out of luck. It, it's only open to the locals because this is how they're going to kind of control the infection from spreading. But, mm-hmm. you know, to know that we're going to have one just a couple of miles away from us. Wow. I can't wait. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm excited. And I can't wait when they... Open those doors. I'm going to be fucking lining up right there just to be one of the first ones to go in. (laughs) You and me, man. Yeah. But now that we're talking about these um, video games, you know, and this is one of the areas that I really enjoy a lot. Have you heard of this thing called the KFC console or KF console? Yeah, you know, I have. I thought it was just some bullshit commercial, but apparently it's a real thing, but Honestly, I, I just can't see myself, you know, thinking, why would I buy that shit over a real console? I mean, I, I have a hard time justifying right now a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox because of the scalper prices. But even then, I'm more of a PC guy. So buying a console, it's becoming obsolete. And a console that's new to the market, that's coming with a gimmick because there's just, there has to be some sort of gimmick. Right? It's a KFC console. Right. But, I mean, I've known you for a long time, and you are a specs guy. I mean, mm-hmm. this guy, this thing has 4K resolution, 120 frames per second. It has an i9 core processor, 2 terabytes of, of solid-state drive. I mean, don't, don't those numbers kind of impress you a little bit? They do. But you know what also I uh, hear mm-hmm. when I hear all those specs? Cha-ching. <laughs> it's going to cost a lot of money. Like, you just said an i9. A fucking i9 costs like a, maybe a little bit over $1,000. And if it has a good graphic card for 4K, because you're saying that it's going to do 4K, it needs at least a last-gen 2070, 2080, which is another $600, $800 alone just on the graphic and the processor. Who's going to want to buy a $3,000 KFC console somebody that really loves his chicken (laughs) (laughs) hey you have to be a chicken lover to fucking enjoy that shit but even if it had a little oven there to keep your you know that that could keep your chicken warm and make you chicken whenever you want i still think that um it's not gonna be a good thing i don't know i just don't believe that they're gonna go through with it i think it's just for advertisement and that's it for promotion yeah i i honestly thought it was just a joke but I, I had to bring it up. It, it's it's something that made me laugh. And then when I found out it was real, it, it just, it was more of a shock. I'm like, how, how can this be a real mm-hmm. thing? Now, you know what's real? It's hmm. right now, they're talking about Nintendo upgrading the Switch. Now, I'm not too much of a Switch fan. I mean, I do own one because my kids, but, and I do want to play some of those Nintendo games like the Zeldas and the Pokemons whatnot. But this is the thing that I hate, though. I mean, it's been over a couple of years, right? So it's that time when Nintendo surprises everybody with an upgrade model of whatever current console they have. So apparently the new Switch Pro that's coming out is going to be a little bigger. It's going to have an AMOLED screen, and it's going to be able to do 4K. Now, how much is that thing going to cost? And I'll bet you anything that's going to be almost if not the same price as what we paid for our older ones and we're gonna get less value if we're trading our older ones so i don't know i I think nintendo always does this shit and they should always come up with the best specs i mean don't you agree well you saw what happened last time with the (laughs) with the wii u yeah that was a colossal failure it didn't it didn't do that well 
And I think Nintendo just wanted to... I mean, they had an idea of how to approach the future. They knew this was going to be a hit, but they didn't want to make a mistake like last time. And they're like, I'm pretty sure they didn't want to invest a lot of money in something that could have potentially failed. That's true. But now that they now that they saw that it, you know, took off way better than projected. Now is the time to, you know, improve on your product. And I'm actually very excited about it. I, I, I have my own switch. And just to know that I'm going to get an improved version of it is exciting. Yeah, but didn't you just, like, buy a little while ago? So, like, spending again on a... I see, my thing is this. I don't mind you updating the, the specs on your console, but don't do it a year or two from now. How about you do it four or five years from now? Because consoles have bigger lifetimes now. They, they're they almost, like, getting to the point where you upgrade or they, ha- or they come up with a new console at the 10th year of its lifetime. So... Don't come up with a fucking new version of it every couple of years. Come up with one like at the half mark or the half point of that console's life. Then it's good. Well, I wanted to just make a little correction on that part. That This isn't... I know, I know it's new for me because I just got it recently. I, I'm, I'm aware of that. But, you know, the, the console's been out for about four or five years. It was due for an upgrade already. It has been that long? Yeah. It's been out for a oh, while. Okay. Yeah. I Believe me, when I looked into it, I'm like, whoa, it's actually been out for a while. For me personally, yes, I picked it up what uh, about a year ago, but it's been out for a while and it's still selling well. And they're even yeah. even in Japan right now, they're 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 te- they're checking out the sales between the PS Five, the new Xbox, and the Switch. And Switch is still destroying them. It's selling way better. They're still going on strong on and when it comes to sales. But you know, to me, it's just I bought it. I think a year after because it was so hard to get at the beginning, and uh, it took me a year to finally get my hands on one. But mine's right there, just collecting dust. My kids play here and there, but they don't play it as often as they do they, their PC. But that's fine. Now that we're talking about Switch here, let me just tell you about a new game that they just announced. You're gonna like it. Did you know there's a Monster Hunter? Oh yes. Game coming out for Switch that looks really good. I saw the the trailer. It's called Monster Hunter Rice and it actually looks pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I saw it and I was like, whoa, that doesn't look like a Switch game. It actually looks like a next-gen game. It looks really nice. Have you seen the trailer? I haven't really looked into it. I mean, I've read about it. I knew they were going to make a new one for this console. Um, but I. But now that you're saying that it looks really next-gen, I didn't expect it to be better than the Monster Hunter 4 since that one's actually playing on a, on a real powerful console like the PS4. But to hear that they're making a new Monster Hunter Rise that's that uh, graphically intense is gonna be amazing. Well, let me let me be clear. Maybe not when I when I said next gen, I didn't mean it's gonna better than what we currently have. What I'm saying is it looks at least like it's from this generation because sometimes when you have a version of a game on a Switch, for example, The Witcher Three, you get a you know a less version where they. You know, how to port it down to make it work on the Switch. And apparently this one looks really good. So that's what I that I meant by that. But uh, other than that, I, I'm going to probably give it a shot. This time from as soon as it comes out, if you get it, I'm down to Oh, yeah. It. I, I got I to gotta take a good look at it. I played the Monster Hunter 4 and I loved it. You know, this is not going to be any different. I'm, I'm a Monster Hunter fanatic. So I'm going to go to the next one as soon as it comes out. Nice. You know, re- just recently, too, I've been trying to get my kids to play one of my favorite games, which is Destiny 2. And I'm telling some of my uh, nephews, like, hey, you guys don't want to take a break out of fucking playing Fortnite and jump onto Destiny? Because I'm fucking lonely, man. I'm like, like I go online and, <laughs> and I could play with other people, you know. But fuck, it, it's kind of it's kind of not fun by like, just doing the questing and the strikes i kind of miss the days when i remember everybody was playing and everybody was like you know if it wasn't a raid it was fucking um you know strikes and and we were doing all kinds of things and i get it people move on but a lot a lot of people tell me all the time like oh yeah uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna go back but i have yet to see anybody but anyways the reason i'm bringing this up is because see now uh this year uh, Budgie said that they're going to open up crossplay because since the new consoles are kind of catching up to PC and Stadia, where you know they can now play 4K 60 frames per second, 
you know, now they want to open up crossplay, and I hope they do because I'm going to give an example. When I play on Steam and I want to do the Nightfall, as soon as I click on that, immediately you go into a team, bam, get paired up, and you go on your way. When I do the same on PlayStation or even Xbox, same thing. Immediately you get paired up with people, boom. And that's one of the things that I think Stadia needs to be more successful is to have crossplay because some of the games that have crossplay, no problem. But on Destiny, when I go on the Nightfall sometimes, I'm fucking there for a while just looking at the little thing, just, you know, circling and going one out of three, one out of three. And I'm just looking at my friends and I'm like, you bastards, just get on Destiny at least for a little bit, you know, just so that we could play. And I know that feeling. Yeah, and, and it's just, it sucks because Destiny is such a good game. It's just, it's it has evolved from what we initially played from the first version to the second one. Like, it's really good now. Like, I fucking love it. But I like it because, you know, it's an easy game to just pick up and play. You don't have to spend that much time once you get to, you know, I guess, the max. You don't have to really grind that much anymore. Yeah. And this cross-play, you're, you're definitely right about it. It needs... Cross-play is the future already. You have all these companies that are buying out all these other companies. Like, uh, you heard that Microsoft oh, yeah. just got Bethesda. They got FromSoft. I mean, these are big, big publishers. I love their games. And now Nintendo. And now Nintendo got next level gaming, uh, like F-Zero X, as an example. I mean, these companies are grabbing these big, big companies. And you would hate to have them restricted to a console. You don't. You wouldn't want that. Well, you know, I see what you're saying. And it's true. But when it comes to the companies that Microsoft just bought, uh, they're first party. Those are going to be exclusive. Maybe not the first iterations or their games are already in development but trust me just like sony's you're not gonna see no god of war on xbox you're not gonna see no more fallouts on playstation you're not gonna see no more oh yeah you're not gonna see no more skyrim or elder scrolls on playstation now here's the thing this is what i tell people all the time I, i have arguments like these with my nephews all the time People need to stop being fanboys and just start embracing games for what they are. If you're a gamer, you just like games. Stop fucking, you know, having to pick a side. Now, here's the solution to that. If you play on PC, for example, you get the best of every world because now that Sony is actually releasing PC games and they're going to release God of War on PC like they did with the Horizon, which I applaud them for that. You know, Xbox or Microsoft is doing the same thing. They said it themselves. We are not going to have no more console exclusives. But here's what they mean by that. They're not going to restrict games from PC. They're still going to have console exclusives that are not going to make it to PlayStation. But now they're going to make sure that if it's released on Xbox, it's going to be released on PC at the same time. I just think that as a PC gamer... That is so sweet. That's just music to my ears. Now, if you're going to be a console guy, then I feel sorry for you. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people giving Stadia so much shit since it started. I've been a really, really pro Stadia. I've been supporting Stadia and trying to, like, put it out there that it's really good. You just need a good, decent connection. And it works great. I tell you, I have so many discussions with so many people about it that especially people that are misinformed thinking that oh steady is just another netflix i don't want to i want to own my games and i don't want to rent no 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 that's not how that is it's it's just another service that's to me is touted as cloud gaming it's, it's funny that you mentioned that and it because makes uh I, I almost felt like you were throwing that at me about the the discussions about stadia people criticizing it because i I myself criticized it. I was like, nope, it's mm-hmm. it's not a console. If it's just streaming the game, then it's not. I mean, it's it's probably going to lag. But, you know, here I am now, um, an owner of one. And no, trust me, it wasn't a jab at you. It was a jab at a lot of people. You're not the only one that had discussions. Trust me. I've had many restless nights on Reddit, you know, and on online forums and with some of my nephews texting back and forth about it because they refuse to even try it you know i i just can't seem to think that people you know don't want to try something that's 
number one, free. Number two, easy to get into. I mean, just think about this. I tell people all the time, let's just say you're a kid and your mom cannot afford a PlayStation 5 right now or an Xbox. Well, guess what? You could just buy the same game. I'm going to give you a good example. Cyberpunk 2077. Now, that game ran like shit on PlayStation 4 and Xbox, right? But it ran beautifully on Stadia. It ran okay on PlayStation 5. It ran pretty good on Xbox, uh, the new one, whatever number series they fucking name it. And, you know, also on PC, people are going to say, well, my PC ran it. Good. Good. I'm glad that it did. But the reality is you need at least a $3,000 system or so. And people are going to tell me, no, my 2060, my 2070 could run it. Sure, 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 sure. It can run it. But you're not running it at how they meant to be ran with RTX and Ultra and everything. And I'm pretty sure that it would be much easier to run it on Stadia. You're right. Just buy the game, right? Just buy the game. You're up and running in no time. Now, the most important thing here is, again, you know, you don't have to buy a console if you don't want to. You don't have to buy the the, the controller and the Chromecast. You could just bust out your same computer that you have and play it there. There's a lot of people that have shitty laptops. Well, guess what? Now those laptops could still have life. To me, it just makes it to that if you cannot afford the latest gen, you can still play the latest games and have fun. And that's what it's all about, having fun. And it makes it makes it so that you don't have to upgrade your computer every so often. I mean, me, you and I know, since you know we're PC gamers, how often we upgrade our computers. So that's why this last uh, computer that I made for me, I said to myself, it's going to be mostly an editing rig for video, audio. But just in case I want to play some games, I bought a medium medium and uh graphics card i don't need the latest you know why stadia as long as i have a good connection i'm good but don't get me wrong i'm still gonna be buying games from steam i'm still gonna go get those free games from epic that's something that i'm still gonna do i might even get a console because i do have teenagers they're changing their fucking mind every so often like my kid said dad we don't want a playstation let's get an xbox and that's, I was like, okay, that's that sounds cool. Then a week later, Dad, we don't want an Xbox. We want a PlayStation better because all my friends are already getting uh, PlayStations. And then I'm just like, are you sure? Because you also want a graphics card for your computer. Oh yeah, that too. So you know, so now I'm 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 in the in in a place where I I'm gotta look for a PlayStation Five too because. You know. Well, just so you know, uh, I hear that it's going to be easier to get your PS5 pretty soon and your Xbox because uh, they are planning to uh, make a lot more since these scalpers are kind of ruining the experience right now. And that's going to really backfire on them eventually. Well, how, how much is more? Because apparently PlayStation has shipped out almost four million consoles in the last couple of months and that wasn't enough. Well, it's, it's just... It's just supply and demand. See what I'm saying? They're doing this is just a marketing strategy. If you have a few consoles, people are gonna really flock to them. If you have way too many, it's it's just gonna be like, oh, it's just another product up in the shelf. But if people see that it's selling out quick, people are gonna be uh, kind of intrigued by it. They're gonna want it more, especially since it's a new thing. But I think right now, because it's a limited supply item, people really want to get it bad so as soon as they hear it they're gonna they're gonna run out and get it so i think it's just a strategy from sony as well as from microsoft to have uh, less systems so that they can draw more attention nintendo did that obviously they make way too many uh uh, um, switches they have tons of them but they decide when they want to ship a certain number because they want to keep the public interested. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me, it's all a marketing scheme? Like, it's just to build up hype and make people want it more? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Fucking people, man, for real. See, I, I see that not only just on consoles, but also on graphics card that, you know, I can't get my hand on a graphics card or a console right now. Like, my son is always, like, looking online and saying, you know, he has all these places on twitter that he checks and he tells me like that uh they're gonna about to sell a playstation at uh nine in the morning all right so let's get ready fuck we're ready and 
in mere seconds, it just says sold out again. I'm like, and you fuck, know. man. How the like how do how do they expect us to get a fucking console? Like how do people do it? I don't understand. I have his his friends are telling me, oh, you gotta go to you gotta be quick. You gotta just press refresh. Uh, Five seconds or ten seconds before the, I'm like, fuck all that. I'm just gonna wait. Right, especially with the stimulus check that just went out. People are like, oh yeah, I got, I got the money for it. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> if if you got your stimulus check, I'm happy. I, I don't know if you got yours. Um, I I certainly got mine, but it's a slap in the face. I mean, it's not really. No, I I mean, I have not gotten it yet because since right. I changed bank. I guess it's gonna get rejected from my bank according to what the IRS office says, and then they should send me a, I guess a card, or they're gonna mail me the check. So hopefully, I mean, it, it'll get here when it gets here. I'm not really right. It's not. It's not a life saving amount, right? Looking for it, it's just right. it's six hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not really gonna do much for me. But I buy some groceries, and uh, that's the only thing that I was talking about. The scalpers right now, they. Fucking annoy me. Oh, they annoy everybody, and they're they're taking advantage of the situation. The worst part is that they actually try to defend themselves, saying, "Oh, we're like the Robin Hoods." You know, there's some people that, you know, they're not they're they're not gonna have a system, I and mean, they're trying to help them in that form. But we all know that this is just to make money. These guys are just stealing from people, and it's yeah. shameful that they're taking advantage. And, and we're always gonna see this. They. You know, mm-hmm. you know. I was gonna say the only people that I give props to are the good old redditors in Reddit. I fucking love those people because every time that I go to Reddit and um, I see people selling PlayStation fives or any graphics card, they have their the actual price, and they're not they're not looking for you know extra. They'll just tell you, look, I bought two. I only needed one. I have an extra. I just want my, you know, whatever I paid for, including the tax or whatever. And it's, I think it's cool. I mean, those people deserve a medal. That's right. A fucking medal because they're being honest with people, you know, but I, I'm trying to see if I could, you know, get one. But every time that I see that Reddit notification, it's already like 15, 20 minutes. And when I go in, I see like 20 messages already. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get this thing. But anyways, you know, one thing I wanted to talk to you about real quick before I forget is the other day I was uh, I was online and I was looking at a, a headline and it said the Pentagon has six months to reveal what they know about aliens. Oh, I know. My gosh. And I was like, what the fuck? Like me and you always have these conversations, right, about aliens. But do right, you right, really right. think they're going to reveal some like, like, I don't know, some actual fucking alien news like that we didn't know about or maybe something that we already knew i don't know i wish they would i i mean we need something like this uh we've always discussed this about the existence of aliens and stuff like that and the only thing we're gonna say is like we knew it we knew it all along yeah but but we want to see this we want to we want to hear what has been hiding because that's also concerning Mm -hmm. that the government would hide something like this and I don't want to hear that excuse that, oh, it's because of Mass hysteria. Uh, the hysteria. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that crap. Yeah. I, I want, we're not idiots. No. We, we deserve to know the truth, regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, for example, let's just say a, a worst case scenario that, that an asteroid was going to hit the planet. Just so they could avoid mass hysteria, they're not going to say nothing and just wait for the day that it hits. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. I know. We, we should be, I mean, we're, we're all grown. And we deserve to know the truth. Yeah. You know, and especially with how things have been going on, you know, in the world lately. It's like just recently in Israel, I think I believe it is, uh, there was a scientist that was talking about this stuff. And coincidence, you know, the U.S. made the Space Force and they named the people that are going to be in the Space Force Guardians. I was like, wait a minute, I play Destiny too. I'm 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 a guardian too. Hey. So I kinda was like, wait a minute, what is where's all this coming from? And with this scientist saying that yes, they they exist. The US has uh communication with them and I guess Israel too. And you know, they're just waiting for us to not kill each other so that we could develop or evolve into the next level or the next step in evolution so that we could be united as one 
earth or country or whatever and, and not have all this infighting that we have between countries so that we could join the galactic, what do they call it? The galactic federation. That shit sounds dope. It is. And it's not a coincidence that Trump created the Space Force recently. Right. I mean, there's a reason why all of this is happening. But just the thought that there might be aliens out there. I mean, we all know that they existed. But we're getting closer to the day where we might actually get to see what they look like. But are we ready? That That's a good question. I, I don't even know. I mean, honestly, what would happen if they came out today, Mando? And they said in the news, yes, we do have contact with aliens. Yes, we have a lot of technology. That's why you've seen all this advancement in technology over the couple of decades or so. And so what? You know, what what, what would be the reaction to that? Well, that- we, we demand to see them in person, you know, and they'll probably be like, well, who, which ones? Because uh, there's not just one. There's probably like five, five different races. I'm 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 up for it. I want to see everything. I want to know everything. Fuck that. But you just said it right there. I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. When this happens, we are just going to I mean, the possibilities are endless. We're going to have so many questions for them. They might just get annoyed and be like, "You know what? Yeah, we're not coming out no more." <laughs> yeah, I, I just have a fear that the reason why they wouldn't show up or show themselves is because just look at what we did right to the Capitol over what now, imagine these people see the aliens and they come out with guns and everything. I mean, they're very advanced, you know, in terms of technology. So they could just end us if they want, if they feel threatened. So I think that's probably why they're waiting, you know, until we get to that next point in evolution, right? Where we could understand. Talking about that, that's one of the things that he mentioned, too. That we wouldn't understand how mm-hmm. the, the technology works for space travel. And, you know, once we get to that point, we should be inducted into that Galactic Federation, which, again, it sounds really dope. I mean, playing fucking games all the time, you know, and all the space games. I just love all that stuff. And I'm hoping that we can see that in our lifetime. Yeah, I hope so. I I. I hate to leave this world not being able to know what an alien actually looked like or sounded like. Or, I mean, just the thought that we're the only intelligence out there just doesn't make sense. This this world, this, this universe is so big. You know, everything that we've been taught, parallel universes, other galaxies. I mean, how can we be the only thing out there? So, no, I, I, I would love to experience knowing that there's other life other than just us here. That would actually be, that would actually fulfill yeah, me. no, and, and just knowing about the, you know, I think I, I talked about this with you a long time ago about the Blue Planet Project, knowing how many different types of uh, aliens, and like the Nordics and the Greys and the Reptilians and all that stuff that they talk about there. That's all interesting to me, honestly, like just knowing that there's other, you know, beings out there, you know, but hopefully one day we'll get to know about that and, uh. Hopefully we get we can we would we would have peace and not try to fucking fight them because uh, you know I think they could just hit one twitch or one button and end us all. Right, and for those that are interested about knowing a little bit more of these different aliens, um, there is something called the the Blue Project book, if I'm correct, which kind of has I think it's the Blue Planet Project. Oh, that sorry. So that actually has a good description about the different kind of aliens that you know humanity has discovered. So. You know, for those that are interested, you know, that's that's something to look at. Yeah, and if you're really interested and don't have nothing to, you know, listen to, just Google Lacerda Files. And that is going to be enough for you to, you know, at least get a kick out of it if you don't believe it. But it's, you know, it's about this guy that interviewed a reptilian lady, alien, you know. And he chopped up the interview so that you could kind of understand it. But it's really interesting. It's a 20-year-old interview. It's like from 1997, I think. But but anyways, it's it's something that's at least fun to listen to if you don't believe in those kind of things. You know, it's called Lacerta Files. I might have to write that down myself, Lacerta. Yeah. Well, I played it for my kids and, you know, they were kind of scared at the beginning. But then they were, like, yep. intrigued and, and interesting, interested in it after. And they thought it was cool. But like I said, I always tell them, be open-minded. You know, we never know what's out there. I mean, we we are here in the Earth. I'm pretty sure there's more in the galaxy than what we know. So Good. Looking forward to knowing more. And, okay, well, 
I guess this will conclude our show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call at 323-505-2934. Leave us a voice message. And feel free to let us know any topics that you might be interested or any advice, any comments. And we'll be sure to play it on our next episode. Till then, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye now. Bye.